Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to operate in the kingdom of heaven through the application of its principles from the word of God. Happy New Year, happy 2022. We give praise to God for the opportunity to be able to live another year. And uh, we I pray that you are expectant and that... Uh, you're going to operate in line with uh, the good plan that the Lord has for you. We've been speaking about the path of purpose, and uh, our focus uh, has been lately on the fifth uh, stage on the path of purpose. Just to give you a recap, uh, the first stage is divine for knowledge and predestination. The second is divine strategic positioning for formation. The third is progressive revelation. For, uh, of your purpose. The fourth is training for your kingdom assignment and the fifth is the season of testing. So we are speaking about the season of testing. Uh, in our last episode, I started to explain the tests that God takes you through in the wilderness season. In the episode before that, I'd introduced that season and explained uh, that many times people refer to it as the wilderness season or the silent season or the waiting room because of what happens. And I also explained that uh, uh, what the season is about and uh, how you can navigate the season effectively. I uh, just gave some highlights. Uh, uh, so uh, la- in our last episode, I spoke about four tests that God takes you through. And uh, these were the obedience test, the obscurity test, uh, the patience and endurance test, and the offense test. And today we are continuing with four more tests. That is the the, uh, the in, just still speaking about the test that God takes you through the wilderness. So we are speaking about four more tests. The first test I would like to speak about, this is test number five, huh? on the, is the, called the integrity test. And this is about uh, testing your capacity to hold on to the righteous values of the kingdom of heaven in, according to the word of God in all circumstances, regardless of how difficult it will be. So God will take you through a test uh, to test your character. Remember, I said one of the things that uh, happens in, in the training stage is that the areas that you are formed, you are trained, you are being, God works on in terms of your training is your, your character. So integrity is one of the core uh, aspects of character. <clears throat> and so uh, this test constitutes temptation, uh, going through temptations that will challenge uh, your, your values. Uh, and requiring you to hold on to the values, uh, and this could be test. This could be things like testing your character by access to sex, or access to money, or power, or, or anything or personal benefit that you may gain, and then uh, God expecting you to say no to that temptation. And the illustrations from the scripture that we have are in in uh, uh, Genesis chapter eight. No, Genesis chapter 39 uh, <coughs> about uh, Joseph. Uh, Genesis chapter 39 from verse 7 to 12. Uh, this is a first illustration. So the scripture said in the second part of uh, verse, uh, of verse uh, from verse 6 actually, it says, uh, Now Joseph was well built and handsome, and after a while his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused with me in charge. But he refused, saying, with me in charge, he told her. 
My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a th wicked thing and sin against God? That's the part, you know, that it's about not sinning against God. Then verse 10 continues and says, And though she spoke to the Lord, to, to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her and, uh, or even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties and none, uh, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his clock and said, Come to bed with me. But he left his clock in her hand and ran out of the house. So he fled. Just as Apostle uh, uh, Paul advises concerning, he says, flee the evil desires of the youth, flee sexual immorality. So he fled. He fled. Uh, he was tested with an opportunity to have a, uh, an illicit affair. But he he passed the integrity test. And what helped him is the fear of God. The fear of God. He did not just... Uh, he did not just... Uh, 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 pass the test because he did not want to offend his master. What made him pass is because, or because of the consequences that would be would uh, uh, manifest, uh, uh, because uh, the action that he would have taken would be a bad seed. Uh, but it was because uh, of his fear for of the Lord. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. So the Bible says. Uh, so uh, another illustration from Scripture is about Jesus. Jesus, the Lord Jesus. One of the temptations of, uh, I mean, remember the Bible records about three temptations. So one of them about Jesus uh, when he was in the wilderness just before he uh, he came out in public uh, to start his ministry. What happens in the second test is, uh, was an integrity test. Uh, he, he, this is uh, from Luke chapter 4 verse 5 to 8. The scripture says this says the devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world and he said to him i will give you all their authority and splendor for it has been given to me and i can give it to anyone i want to so if you worship me it will all be yours jesus answered it is written worship the lord your god and serve him only so you see, Jesus was holding on to the principles of the kingdom. To every temptation, uh, he gives us the model uh, that we should use for dealing with every temptation. For standing uh, with the kingdom values is to hold on to the word of God, to base our decisions on the scripture, with a correct interpretation of the scripture. Because uh, uh, Satan was trying to twist the scripture to ensure uh, that Jesus sins. So the temptation... Like I said, it is an access to things like sex, access to power, access to money, or anything that will benefit the self. You know, the self is the thing that battles uh, God the most. And I said this when we started this. this the, I'm speaking about this fifth stage on the uh, of the season of testing, that it's about a, a process of death to self. So if you die to self, then when you are faced with this kind of tester, you will not seek your interest. You will seek the interests of the kingdom of heaven, the interest of God. You will seek to please God. So you see, Jesus passed the integrity test. He did not seek things for his own end. He sought uh, to 
to obey God, to retain kingdom values. And so did Joseph also. It's because of the fear of the Lord. So if you are going to pass the integrity test, what you need is to be grounded in the word of God. Like the psalmist said that uh, I have hidden your, your word in my heart so that I may not sin against him. And uh, you have to have the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. This, the the next test I'm going to speak to, about, which is the next, which is the sixth test in this season, the sixth test that I'm speaking about in this season, is uh, the capacity or anointing test. The capacity test, or sometimes I call it the anointing test, and uh, this is mostly this is done like many other tests uh, in 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 your in this stage of obscurity. Remember obscurity. It was one of the tests that we we spoke about last in our last episode. So you are tested before you are you go into the limelight because you can imagine if uh, the test happens in the public and then you fail. Uh, so it becomes a, a great challenge for you. Though God will not abandon you, but you because of the psychological effect of having failing, uh, of having failed, you will uh, you will cower. You will you will be you you will fear. Uh, getting back to the limelight to fulfill your assignment again. And yet that may not be the will of God. God wants you to fulfill your assignment. So so the test, the, 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 all the tests happen in obscurity. So we are speaking about the, this is the sixth test. That's the capacity test or the anointing test. <clears throat> and this is about God, test, God uh, having trained you and having developed you. Uh, in terms of your gifts, uh, in terms of uh, the spiritual capacity, and uh, in terms of the natural capacity, so he'll give you an opportunity to, uh, by presenting a challenge that you will have to deal with, and if you conquer, that it shows that uh, you have grown in capacity. Because many times we want things uh, that we do not have capacity about, uh, and I explained this when we were speaking about the the stage, uh, the fourth stage of the training for your kingdom assignment. I said that uh, one of the things that God trains you on, uh, the target that He trained uh, for the training, is to is your capacity, is to enhance your capacity. So, uh, from the the scriptures, uh, when we read about uh, David, uh, when we read when we read about David in the First Samuel chapter 17, verse 32 uh, to 37, it gives us an illustration of uh, this capacity test. Remember, in uh, First Samuel chapter 16, David had been anointed as the, as the king of Israel, the one who succeeds Saul. In fact, in First Samuel chapter 16, verse 13, the scripture says, So Samuel took the horn, the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. From that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, upon David in power, in power, Samuel then went to Ramah. So you see, you see what happened is that David has already been anointing. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon him, but it has to be tested. Uh, whether he has that kappa, whether the, the 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 operation of the anointing has to be tested uh, to to before he can be released, and so that he can also have a revelation of what he's carrying, uh, because God already knows what he's carrying. Uh. So uh, this is what the scriptures this this is what the scriptures say. In First Samuel chapter seventeen, uh, verse thirty-two to thirty-seven, it says, uh, "David said to Saul, uh, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine.' He's speaking about Goliath. Your servant will go and fight him." Saul replied, "You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him, 
you are only a boy and he has been a fighting man from his youth but david said to saul your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock i went after it struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth this is something that happened in real life it's not a figurative uh, then he says, when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This, this uncircumcised Philistine, that is Goliath, will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Uh, Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. So you see, David was not just trying to kill Goliath. Uh, he did not know that he would meet Goliath, but he was not just trying. And there was no one else who could kill Goliath. But what happened is that when the opportunity is presented to fight uh, an enemy of the Israel, uh, who is defying the armies of God, uh, David's confidence comes from the, the, ex, the, the, the anointing test that he had had before. So you see what I'm saying, the capacity test, that he, his capacity, the spiritual capacity had been tested, the spiritual and natural capacity had been tested before he met Goliath. He had met the lion uh, on one instance uh, when he tried to take a ship and he killed the lion. He had met the bear and uh, and uh, when it attacked the ship, he he killed the bear. So he was saying, uh, so he had the confidence. And that's one of the advantages of the capacity test or the, the anointing test. Some of the challenges that you are going through uh, or some of the opposition that you are being faced with, don't be so quick to desire to get out of that challenge because where you are going, you're going to meet great challenges. You need to be tested. You have been prepared and trained and your capacity is being built, but the capacity has has to be tested. That's why we do exams. After being taught for some time, we do exams. As I said, uh, when I started the, this, this uh, uh, speaking about this, the stage on the season of uh, testing, I made a quote from uh, Tudor Bismarck who said, uh, Bishop Tudor Bismarck who said uh, that every level is protected by a test. So the reason why David was confident that he was at the level of uh, fighting Goliath, uh, which opened the door for him in bigger ways, uh, as you could, if you read the whole chapter, uh, you, you see, what, what the thing is that the reason why he's confident was because he had killed the lion and the bear. So God is going to present to you uh, to orchestrate situation whereby you are going to have to deal with something that requires uh, that will cause your capacity to be tested, your natural capacity. It will also cause your spiritual capacity to be tested, eh? so that uh, after that uh, you are cleared uh, that you do have the capacity that you you are anointed for that kind of assignment uh, so that's uh, that's the that's the, that's the the sixth test the the third test which i'm speaking about which is the seventh in this series uh, of uh, testing uh, is about uh, is called the i call it the submission to authority test you can call it the authority tester but also the submission to authority tester and this test is about learning how to relate with any person who has uh, any, if with any person uh, who has authentic authority in any sphere of influence. Uh, remember the scripture says in Romans chapter 13 verse 1 that there is uh, no authority except uh, uh, that which is established by God. So the concept of authority is a kingdom concept. Uh, so 
uh, God does not operate with a sense of uh, rebellion. It's not about, uh, you know, power is the ability to do something, but authority is the legal right to exercise power. So therefore, you have to learn how to operate within the framework of authentic authority. So you have to be tested uh, in terms of uh, a submission to authority or relationship with authority. That's what the test constitutes. <clears throat> so it's in, it constitutes honor. It constitutes submission and supporting the person in authority regardless of the prevailing circumstances. Eh? And submission to authority requires humility because sometimes uh, you feel like you're better than your leader. An understanding of the kingdom principle of authority. See, it's a kingdom principle. Uh, the world cannot operate without authority. There are many people of power, but the people, peop even, even in terms of uh, ministry, there are people of power, but uh, not very uh, but uh, there are there are there are people who have authority and power that they have the legal exercise, uh, right that God has authorized them and God has used other people to release them to their assignment the people have authentic authority and you also see that Jesus uh, before he started his ministry he submitted to the authority of John the Baptist uh, and uh, 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 even when John the Baptist was saying that he is greater than than him that Jesus is greater than him. Jesus will say that you have to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Huh? Jesus was righteous, never sinned. But the thing is, like what he was saying in this sense is right standing with the kingdom government by obedient to the principle of authority. Yeah, so so Joseph, uh, uh, John the Baptist, who was the prophet ruling at the time, had to unlock Jesus uh, for his assignment uh, because of uh, the, through the principles of authority. You see, and when he did that, uh, that's when the heavens opened and God publicly uh, publicly acknowledged him uh, and said, "This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased." Listen to him, and the Holy Spirit came and rested on him as a dove. Also, you see, so so authority. When you are cleared in authority, when you are validated by authority, God acknowledges you. Acknowledges you. God affirms you. There are many people who have power, but they don't want to submit to authority. You see, so so the thing is. Uh, uh, is authority is a kingdom concept, uh, and re and to submit to authority it requires humility. You see, Jesus was uh, Jesus was uh, 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 greater than John the Baptist uh, because he was the Son of God. He was God in the flesh, but he he uh, he submitted to this principle. See, so it it, it by it's by humility. You see, and uh, he also sub is also submitted to the authority of the Father. Uh, throughout his uh, his uh, life on earth, he would say he would say, "What I, I I only do what he says. What I, the father do, does is what I I do," and he would say like uh, that uh, he, the son can only do what the father is uh, is doing. Is doing. You see, you see, basically what the father is uh, is uh, requiring him to do. He was submitted fully. Uh, so that's uh, the authority, the the, the the principle of authority, and and Satan. Uh, who is a rebel against uh, authentic authority, uh, rebel from the kingdom of heaven. And so he seeks to perpetrate this uh, kind of character and this kind of mindset uh, in the lives of uh, kingdom citizens uh, and people who are uh, uh, people who desire to please God and even the people of the world also. So Satan triggers rebellion in us uh, to authority through offense. Yeah, offense is one of the most strategic ways. Remember, offense is one of the tests that I spoke about in the last episode. Huh? So when you are offended, you may you may feel like you're better. You may feel like uh, you are justified not to obey authority. You may desire to get out of the, the sphere of authority, to abandon the person who has authority over you. It could be your mentor. It could be your parent. It could be your... Uh, 
somebody within the office it could be a pastor it could be whoever it is uh, that is has uh, as a, a authority over you authentic authority over you so if you're offended uh, so offense so, so certain triggers rebellion to authority through offense and the other re- and and self deception and self deception is about where you are planning your own agenda within are uh, within the authority that you feel the the authority has a vision and the authority has an assignment and responsibilities that you're supposed to help them in but you instead plan your own agenda like Absalom where he had his own agenda uh, in the kingdom when David was a king he was trying to turn away people's hearts from David uh, or Jeroboam who was turning away people's hearts from Rehoboam who had been who had succeeded Solomon so you see uh, 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 and self-deception also causes you to think that you are better than your leader and you think uh, that's why we have had things about people breaking away companies breaking away organizations breaking away churches uh, and feeling like they are better and when you start uh, and uh, anything in a breakaway sense when you move away and try to woo the hearts of people what you don't realize is that after some time after some time you are going to begin to see like your initiative is going to go down because god does not uh, uh, support rebellion god does not support uh, the independent spirit uh, god god wants you to submit under authority and god wants you to be released to the next dimension but uh, from under authority so you are lifted from authority to authority and even in lifting you may find that you are lifted but you're still under another uh, person in authority so authority is a principle so so in this is so the test that you go through the test that is 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 a uh, 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 that you go through is authority test. You are trained in the in the authority because there are some people also who the way they grew up. For example, somebody who grew up in the streets uh, or who grew up in a context whereby their parents were not available. You may find that the person does not have respect for authority or the person who had uh, challenges with their parents. Uh, they normally tend to have uh, challenges with authority or where maybe the father was absent in the family. Yeah? You may find they have this struggle with submission to authority. So authority is a principle of the kingdom. So you will be tested uh, in the wilderness season uh, on on you will go you under you, on, on submission to authority this submission to authority test and you'll be required to honor to submit and to support the authorities not only and submission is uh, not just uh, doing what you're told is completely bringing yourself under uh, the person's vision the person's guidance the person's instructions you obey the word used for authority is you obey authority and also honor honor is recognition of value that this is a person who has authentic authority so it's honor uh, of the of, of the of person in authority and supporting active support to authority not being passive if you are passive you are you are you are, you are not a uh, building uh, because the scripture says that he who is brother he who is uh, slack in his work is a brother to him who destroys the book of proverbs says that see so so Another example of in scripture about uh, uh, the, this uh, issue of submission to authority just is that you see that uh, in first uh, there are two times in which Saul, uh, in which David was confronted with uh, situations whereby he could kill Saul when Saul was chasing him away uh, because uh, uh, Saul was chasing him in order to clean him, to 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 kill him. Eh? You see in First Samuel chapter twenty four and First Samuel chapter twenty six, David had opportunity to kill Saul. 
in one instance he was in a cave Saul went to relieve himself in a cave and David was there and the people under David were saying that it's an, a golden opportunity that he's been given and they're trying even to say that this is the time that God spoke about that he will hand over his enemies to him but David said uh, that uh, David said that uh, uh, he will not touch his uh, the Lord's anointed and even in the understood uh, that uh, if he did that uh, that he will bear the consequences for doing so so you see so you see you, 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 he knew that you could not go you could not go scot free by uh, rebelling uh, by by attacking the person in in authority for instance in first samuel chapter 6 26 which is the second instance in which he had the opportunity to kill Saul he, he said uh, because Saul was anointed as king and so even though David now had been received the anointing as king he could not he was not supposed to to kill the the soul and then become the leader he was supposed to submit to Saul's authority as the Lord's anointed as the appointed king and you find that uh, in first Samuel chapter 26 from verse 8 it says Abishai said to David today God has delivered your enemies into your hands now let me pin him to the ground with one thrust by of, of my sphere spear I won't, I, I won't strike him twice. So they saw that this person has been giving them problem. They should kill him. This is Saul, who is the authority. But then he says this, that uh, in verse 9 says, But David said to Abishai, Don't destroy him. Who can lay a hand on the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? As uh, surely as the Lord lives, he said, The Lord himself will strike him. Either his time will come and he will die, or he will go into battle and perish. But the Lord forbid that I should lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. Now get the spear and uh, water jug that are near his and let, let's go. So you see this, in the second time Saul was asleep and people are not protecting, were not able to protect. Uh, even the people supposed protecting were asleep. And David had the golden opportunity to kill him as he had in the first instance in First Samuel chapter 24 at the cave. But he, was, he had the integrity of heart and uh, he, he, he submitted to the fact, the principle that that Saul was a reigning king, Saul was a Lord's anointed. So you will go through the authority authority test. You will be tested uh, on your humility. You will be tested on uh, honor to your authority, or you will be tested on submitting to authority and supporting the authority. So if you are going through this test, place yourself under authority. Don't be an independent person. Don't just rely on your ability or your anointing. Submit. God God lifts you from under authority. God's way order is authority. Uh, and uh, we go to <coughs> this, the, 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 the eighth test, uh, the eighth test, which is the fourth in this episode, uh, but it's the eighth in the series, uh, the eighth test that uh, God takes you through the wilderness. Uh, and this is, co I, I call it the faithfulness in service test. Faithfulness in service. Yeah, Faithfulness has to do with consistency and commitment. Yeah, not just consistency, it's consistency, commitment, uh, and maybe you can add excellence. Uh, consistency commits. It's a faithfulness. Uh, it says faithfulness equals consistency plus commitment plus excellence. So you are uh, you are entrusted with something, but you have to be consistent. So it's a test of your consistency, your commitment, uh, and your excellence in service uh, uh, for whatever you has been assigned to you. Because uh, it's only when you're faithful with what you have that you're going to be promoted to handle more. Uh, so it is a check on your motives uh, uh, for higher responsibility. The motives for seeking higher responsibility uh, uh, or, or for desiring 
higher responsibility. Yeah? It's for seeking or desiring a responsibility. That why do you want to get to a position where you are going to be a voice in your sector, a voice to the nations, yeah? or to, to get a role where you'll come to, to the fore in the limelight? Is it just because you want to glorify self? You see, that's why you need it's this process, a process of death to self. But the thing is, like your assignment, uh, your kingdom assignment is about service. Uh. You are, we have all been called to servanthood. Uh. We are supposed and, and to be a servant is to be uh, uh, the, the interplay with uh, the, the, the interchangeable word from scripture is slave. You see, in that the context in which that word came from in those historical days. Uh, the, so, so the thing is that it's like a servant is a slave to the people. It's like you pour out yourself in serving, in giving your all. To being spending yourself on behalf of another, so you will be tested. Uh, you are, you are, you, in this through this test here, you are tested with a limited and obscure portfolio, a limited or obscure portfolio. We want big things, but you may be tested to if you are to lead a major group or nations, you'll be tested with a small portfolio first. Uh, and also, you will be thinking that the big thing that you do, you want people to see, you want to be acknowledged, uh, which is part of the issue of this insignificance test, but you will be tested in obscurity faster before you come out. And when you think about uh, faithfulness in service, you see that uh, a number of uh, people went through uh, this test of faithfulness in service. And it's remember, the willingness takes a long time. So the test is not just something that... Uh, that will happen once you are taken through over this period too you see it's, it's because it's about consistency it takes time to test consistency it takes time to take to test commitment you see and to have excellence throughout in service so examples from scriptures we have is david you find that david he started by his faithfulness was first being tested at the level of uh, taking care of a few sheep, the sheep that he had, uh, that the family had in obscurity, and even the killing of the lion and the bear, the protection of the sheep, he did it in obscurity. But you see, God was seen, because even God is the one who told Samuel, the prophet, uh, that uh, uh, that uh, I have found a man after my own heart. So God could see behind the scenes what was the state of David's heart, and God could also see what David was doing. And God is the one who helped him to kill the lion and the bear. So, so your service will be tested in a place that you are not seen, you are not acknowledged, huh? you are insignificant, you are obscure. Uh, Moses, you also see Moses huh? when he was in the wilderness for forty years, he was taking care of the sheep uh, of his uh, father-in-law Jethro in the wilderness. Huh? Uh, in obscurity, in the backside of the desert. That's why God found him. You also see Joshua. Joshua was serving under Moses uh, uh, behind the scenes. We don't hear many things. We only hear uh, about him. We only hear when he was sent to the promised land together with the, when they were the 12 spies sent and him and, jo and Caleb brought a positive report. We also see also when he was being sent to fight uh, the Amalekites. We see him serving in the tent also. You see, so he was also serving under Moses. He was uh, uh, under a sense of uh, submission to authority but also serving under that authority. So this faith, this test actually happens when you are under authority. You're being, you're serving behind the scenes. Uh, uh, and the other example is Joseph. You find Joseph was uh, uh, serving in Potiphar's house uh, for some years. Uh, and then later on, he was also serving in prison when he was uh, framed for attempted rape by Potiphar's wife. Uh, so he was serving until he was he was promoted in Potiphar's house. And then in his prison, he served so well, he was also promoted. So that's what will happen to you at that time. This is a stage of uh, testing your capacity to uh, to serve faithfully.
you see you are it's testing your consistency and your commitment to to service that's what faithfulness is about you see also elijah elisha elisha had to serve elijah for some time before he could take uh, uh, he could have the mantle passed on to him or the prophet as a prophet uh, uh, so you find that he served and followed Elijah and operated and even in fact the way they would refer to him later on if you read uh, uh, in second kings is uh, referred to uh, the, the the kings they were when they wanted to consult a prophet they said uh, they talked about him as elisha there is a elisha there the one who used to pour the hand pour water in the hand of Elijah you know so you see he, he started by serving, he started serving uh, Elisha. Then you also see the apostles. Huh? They served under Jesus huh? uh, for three years before he was crucified and then he rose from the dead. And then he, he, gave, he gave them the great commission, uh, what we call the great commission, the assignment to uh, pass the message of the kingdom throughout the world, which is the message we are still passing on. So they had to serve under Jesus. So faithfulness is in service. Huh? is the, net, the test that you will go through. And maybe you are in that stage whereby you are required to serve with consistency and commitment and you're feeling like you are not being appreciated. You're feeling like you want to become public. You're not even uh, feeling like you want to, to be noticed. Huh? You are, because you see, it's also combined with the obscurity test. Huh? Instead of remaining in obscurity and allowing God to take care of you, you you you, you are thinking about how you can get uh, higher. You see, what also happens in faithfulness in service sometimes you are not you may not even be tested in faithfulness in service using the assignment that you're going to be for example let's say you are going to be a minister of the word of god you may find that the way god starts by testing you will not by be through preaching or teaching anything it will be maybe you'll be the one cleaning the church maybe you will be the one uh, uh, carrying instruments uh, uh, before uh, to, to places whereby they'll be used maybe you'll be the one who is a uh, a personal assistant uh, to uh, some leaders in the ministry or you may be doing something else that is just uh, seemingly mundane but you are being tested in heart you may, you may be being you're being tested uh, before you get to where you are supposed to be you see so testing uh, of uh, faithfulness in service uh, can take different forms uh, and Having uh, just to give you a recap of the test you are spoken about today, that's uh, from uh, number five, uh, test number five to number eight. These are the four tests of today: is uh, the integrity test, the sixth is the capacity test, and the seventh is submission to authority test, and the faithfulness in service test. So, uh, as we draw towards conclusion, uh, I would like you to reflect on this: which one of these tests? That's number five to eight. Are you going through at this moment? Huh? Which one of these tests are you going through at this moment? Huh? And uh, which one of them is the most challenging? And if you have been blessed by this episode, I would like you to share. Uh, they say they share the same with the link with the uh, with any of your friends, or even if it's in your social uh, media. I would like you to subscribe, and uh, I would like you also. To give, uh, I would like you also to give us feedback uh, through the podcast platform you are listening from, and or or uh, using the social media accounts given, uh, and uh, and also uh, the em- uh, uh, using the email. Uh, you can use any of them. The podcast platform in which you are listening from, the social media accounts that are provided there, or even the email address that is provided there. I pray that the Lord will grant you. Uh, uh, deeper understanding 
as you reflect on today's message. And may God give you abundance of grace, wisdom, peace, and strength as you go through the season of testing. Uh, may God bless you. Once again, I say happy new year, happy 2022. May the Lord watch over you, protect you. May he be with you. God always assures us uh, in every situation that uh, my presence will go with you. You know, my prayer and give you rest. So the Lord is with you through all season if you remain connected to him. So may the Lord watch over you. We will ha- continue to have uh, more discussions on uh, uh, the path of purpose in our next episode. God bless you.